Okay, good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm excited to hear Pastor Ann this evening, too. Um, we had such a good time with everybody last evening, with our all of our teams that help serve in the house of God, and it was such a, a wonderful message that Pastor Ann, just to inspire um, and to connect. How many people uh, remember the three things that, that we can do to connect with people? What was number one? Ask their name. What was number two? Where are you from or where do you live? And what was the third one? Anything. Just ask them anything. Where, what, what do you like to eat? Where do you like to shop? Where do you like to, what's your favorite food? Where's your favorite vacation spot? But it just opens up dialogue and it, it makes it easy for everybody to be a connector in the house and make people feel welcome. So it was such a, a good takeaway from last evening. Uh, but we're thankful for what she's going to bring tonight too. Uh, but before we get started this morning, I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to look them dead in the eye and tell them, you are blessed. Because we're going we're gonna to talk about that uh, this afternoon or th this morning. You are blessed. And it was really interesting because when Pastor Brad was, was uh, opening up on Wednesday and he made the comment that many times we don't preach about what the blessing is. And it was funny because all day that day I had been studying on the blessing. And so he had no idea that that's what I was going to be doing uh, on Sunday. So anyway, we're going to get into that today. And uh, we're not coming out of that kingdom come message because this is part of the kingdom uh, is the blessing. The blessing comes with the kingdom. So keep that in mind. This isn't a separate thing. In the kingdom of God, when you were spiritually reborn, you're coming into the kingdom and the blessing is part of that inheritance. And so we're going to talk about what that is uh, this, or this morning. When you meet like every day, all the time, you get your your times mixed up. It's like everything is this morning, this afternoon, today, this evening, because you're always meeting. <laughs> but let's pray over the word this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, that it is always true, that it always goes out to perform that which you sent it to do, that it never returns void, and that it's always truth, Father. And we pray this morning that even as, as the truth is spoken to our heart, just as we talked about last week, that we would receive it, Father, just as little children, that we would receive the concept and the principles of your kingdom into our heart easily with faith. And Lord, we pray over every person today, that as they go forth from this place, Lord, that their eyes would be open to new truths and new wisdom according to your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Um, I want to start out this morning uh, with, we've been talking in Genesis, but I want to go ahead and remind you of, of the scripture we've kind of been pulling from, because everything starts in the beginning. Everything starts uh, at the beginning of creation when God brought uh, his kingdom to earth and put man in charge of his kingdom on earth. It says the heavens in Psalms, the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. And so he has put it in our charge, in our stewardship and how we handle things here, uh, we will be judged for. That's why uh, Dr. Morocco is always saying, it's my job to make you look good on judgment. 
judgment day because it's not just about setting back and just saying, okay, well, I received Christ. Now I just sit here and wait for the return of Jesus. No, we have a job to do. And so our job is to expand the kingdom of God here on earth. And so in Genesis 1, and I'm going to have you uh, flipping uh, a lot this morning because I've got a lot of scripture for you. Uh, but in Genesis 1, 27 and 28, it says, so God created man in his own image. And if you remember, that means uh, his uh, resemblance, his, ref his reflection, his uh, representation. We are representatives of him in his own image. And then it says, in his own image, he created them male and female. And God, what's that word? Blessed them. That's right. He blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the livestock that moves along the ground. And so in the beginning, it says that God blessed them. And then he gives them a commission. He gives them an assignment. And he tells them to be fruitful, which means to be productive, to bring forth fruit. If you go to uh, the produce section in the, in the grocery store, what section are you going to? The fruits and vegetables, right? The things that produce from seed. You're not going to, uh, you know, the the um, processed uh, mac and cheese, and you know, you're going to the the fruits and vegetables. It has seeds and it it bears fruit. Uh, but he tells us to do that, to bear fruit, to produce in our life, and then to multiply, which means to increase, and then to which also means to uh, distribute. Once we begin to multiply, then we begin to distribute. We're to begin to, uh, it's not just for us to set and keep. We multiply and then distribute. We take it to uh, people. We take it to others on the earth. And then we subdue and have dominion. We rule over. Now, this isn't a selfish kind of ruling over. This is a ruling over because we have an enemy that will try to come in and take things. And that's what happened when Adam didn't rule over the garden because God told him to keep the garden, which meant to stand watch and make sure that nothing came in to take what was theirs. And that was where the lack happened. That's where the enemy uh, was able to come in was because he didn't uh, keep watch and guard. So we have to keep watch and guard. But I want to talk this morning about that word God blessed. God blessed them because he didn't just give them a commission and then say, okay, good luck. You know, you guys figure it out. And, you know, I'm, I'm not really giving you any power. I'm not giving you uh, the ability. Just here you go. I'm just commanding you to do this all in hard work and toil and labor. But he says he blessed them. He blessed them. And that blessing, and of course, many times we talk about the word blessing. We throw the word blessing around. I was blessed in this, and he blessed me in that. And Achoo, oh, bless you. You know, <laughs> we'll do that even on at the end of sneezes. Oh, bless you. You know, but we really don't understand exactly what that word means many times. But the blessing, when we're talking about it from, from the Lord's standpoint, is not something where we're getting something from the outside. See, when he gave us the blessing, it was actually to be able to do the commission. So everything that he commanded 
to be done. The blessing was there to have the ability to do it, the power to produce, the power to multiply, the power to distribute, the power to subdue and have dominion. So he was giving us the ability. That is the blessing. Where does the blessing reside? Well, it's interesting because if you remember in uh, Genesis, you have, um, you have uh, Jacob that blessed uh, his son, right? Esau was supposed to come in, and, 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 but Esau was hunting, and, uh, or sorry, not Jacob, but Isaac. Um, and, and Jacob was the one that stole the blessing, right? Where did that blessing come from? It came from Isaac, but, but did Isaac go in his back room and say, hold on, son, let me go get the blessing, and I'll bring it out to you. Where did it come from? His words. It resided on the inside of him, and he spoke it out. Now, if you remember back in the beginning, God said, he created man in his image to do what he does, which is to create by our words. And so the reason he told us this is because he says, you are to do what I do. In fact, Ephesians 5.1 says to be imitators of God. And so many times we'll, we'll be like, well, we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to. And we get this false humility kind of thing that we're not supposed to do what God, like, yes, I'm supposed to be good like God is good. But, oh, I'm not supposed to, you know, say uh, anything about, um, let's say, I'm, I'm not, God tells us death and, life are in, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And sometimes whenever we pray, sometimes we're, we're bringing death to something in the, in the way of like, we're praying over cancer. We're praying uh, over something that we're not supposed to have. And we're bringing death to that situation. But if you hear that, many times people go, <gasps> what's that? Why are they speaking so harshly? Because that's the enemy trying to come in and destroy and to steal someone's life. So whenever we're speaking that, what we're doing is actually speaking what God wants to happen in someone's life. Well, when Isaac was blessing Jacob, he was speaking what Jacob was to be. And so the, the blessing came from within and he spoke it out and then Jacob was blessed and he carried that blessing for the rest of his life. So whenever it talks about death and life being in the power of the tongue, that it's actually residing inside of us. And, and you, I know you guys hear us say this a lot, but it's because there's so much power residing on the inside of us that we don't even realize. And what the enemy tries to do is get us to speak his world and his kingdom. So we have to be very careful because the enemy will actually try to give us a victim mentality. And boy, do we have to beware of that because we are all prone to this if we're not careful and in ways that we don't even realize. So let me give you a few examples so you can recognize it. Anytime we feel defeated, because God didn't call us defeated, he called us overcomers. So if we're feeling defeated, that's a victim mentality. Because when we feel defeated, we feel hopeless. When we feel defeated, we feel like there's no way out. When we feel defeated, then we feel like there's no answer or no solution to our problem. If we are feeling depressed, that's the enemy. And he's coming at us to give us a victim mentality. Mentality. 
that we're the victim, that, that we can't rise above. There's no way out of this. But God doesn't want us to look at it that way because we have an answer. And we may not always know exactly how it's going to come to be. That's not our job. Our job is to speak what God has spoken over us. And when we do that, the blessing goes forth, the prophetic word goes forth, and it goes forth and it does what it's sent to do. You don't have to make that word, the very word of God, you don't have to make it do what it's supposed to do because God says that my word, I watch over my word to perform it, and it will do what it's assigned to do, and it will not fall void. In fact, in Samuel, it talks about how none of Samuel's words fell to the ground. That means they were not unproductive because he spoke the things of God and he saw the things of God come to pass. And the very words that he spoke actually happened because he aligned himself up with the things of God. But if we align ourselves with the enemy's thinking, we'll also receive that. So we have to be careful. Here's, here are a few other uh, examples. When we feel like it, nothing I do matters, it's, it's useless. Why try? If we fear, feel fear, if we feel frozen, and what I mean by that, paralyzed by fear. Fear comes in and paralyzes us. We're, we're afraid to move. We're afraid to, to step forward. We're afraid to do something because the very spirit of fear will come on us and try to paralyze us and keep us from moving. So many times people don't move forward in the things of God because the enemy comes and attacks them through fear. And they, they just stop. In fact, you see it all the time when people begin to come to church, the enemy starts attacking, trying to keep them from church. And then even people say, well, I don't, you know, I'm afraid to even come to church because when I started coming to church, then all these things started happening. But it's the enemy to try to keep you from the very answer that God has for you, the very future God has for you. And if you will stand and if you will believe in his word, you're going to break through that and you're going to see the victory on the other side. But you stand and you stand firm. You stand firm. So don't allow fear to freeze you. In fact, you say the opposite. God has not given me a what? Spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, which means a peaceful mind. My mind is not all over the place. It is sound. It is firm. It is stayed on God and it stayed on his word. And therefore I have peace. Also, the victim mentality includes avoiding responsibility, blaming other people, and making excuses. Well, I can't do that. Or it's somebody else's fault. They're the reason I don't move forward. They're the reason that I'm having these issues in my life is because of them. But the thing is, many times there's, there's a solution but if we get into that victim mentality, then we will even reject solutions. We'll reject help. People will even be sent to help us and we'll be like, no, no, I don't, I don't need help, I got it. And God will be sending people to us and we won't receive it. And again, if we don't break that, 
then we'll stay in that mindset. Feeling sorry for ourselves, negative self-talk, loneliness and isolation. Man, does the enemy play on that. Try to keep us isolated. Feeling frustrated and emotional outbursts. Why do I say emotional outbursts? Because anytime you allow your emotions and your feelings to just do whatever it wants to do, it's because, and yet, if you're just starting, it sounds funny. Because you don't see anything in the natural that looks like that. And we're so used to declaring everything on the outside. We're so used to declaring what we see and what's in the natural. But see, children of God don't live that way. Children of God live by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Let's bow our head. Oh, Father, we thank you today. Lord, you have, you have given us and commissioned us with such an assignment. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that we don't have to sit in a place and just allow the world to, to do and dictate what our future is. But you have given us the power. You have given us the blessing. You have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We thank you, Father, that you call us the head and not the tail, above and never beneath. We thank you, Father, that you pull us out of darkness and into your light, your glorious light, to become a representative of your kingdom. Lord, we pray, Father, today, even favor upon every life that's here. That as they're seeing the things happen in their family, they're, they're taking a stand and they're declaring the changes. And we thank you for, for the, the wind of heaven coming in behind and, and, and standing upon those words and watching over your word to perform it. We trust in your word today to see it through to completion. Now, if you're here today and you might be saying, I've never stepped into that kingdom. Or maybe I once did. And I've not been there for a while. And if you know today that the Lord's dealing with your heart. And he's calling you home. He's calling you to his kingdom. He's calling you to be a child of God. And today you want to step into that blessing. You want to step into, into the greatness of God. Then I want to pray with you today. A simple prayer that brings you out of darkness and into light just like that. It's just one moment, one prayer. And you're transferred from one kingdom into another. How glorious is that? And if that's you today, and you say, yeah, that's me, I want to say that prayer. Then I'm just going to ask that you raise your hand so I can pray with you today. Anyone in this section here want to pray that prayer? Just raise your hand. In this section here in front of me, anyone here want to pray that prayer today? Oh, 
over here on this side of the room. Anyone here want to say that prayer? I see that hand. Anyone else? Just continue to pray over your homes. your children and your children's children. I call your home blessed. I call your jobs blessed. I call promotion into your path in Jesus' name. Those that have struggled with even understanding or knowing who they are in Christ, I bind every confusion now in Jesus' name, every spirit that would cause confusion and try to derail you off of the future and the destiny that God has given you. I bind it in Jesus' name. We cast it down and we release the spirit of peace and the Holy Spirit into your life. Speak to the midnight hours. Deposit things in the daytime, Father. Bring people into their path that will make the deposits, that will speak confirming words according to your word. 
Every word of the enemy that was said to derail them, we cancel it out in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for your word that produces in their life. We thank you for health being released into their bodies right now. Every organ that has only been working halfway, I speak to you now in Jesus' name to come into restoration and fullness in the name of Jesus. Work the way that you're supposed to now in Jesus' name. Every wayward child that's gotten lost along the way, we call them back home. We call them back home. Every taste for the world, let there be a, a just as there's been a taste for it in the past, let there be a distaste for it now in Jesus' name. That, that there is no pleasure in it. That they have a hatred for the things of the enemy. And just as they were radical for the world, let them be radical for God. From this point on, in Jesus' name, brand them with your fire, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.